Hello and welcome everyone, this is Chase Carrico and you are listening to the second installment of Spotlight Impressions. Today is December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, if you will, and tonight we are spotlighting Drew Holiday in the Milwaukee Bucks 122-121 to loss to the Boston Celtics. Alright, so as per usual, first I want to give you a little bit of a rundown of what I think I know, or what I already knew, uh, going into this game about Drew Holiday. So, first and foremost, I think of Drew Holiday as an excellent defender. Uh, He's been named to two NBA all-defensive teams in the last three years, and that seems to be his reputation to go along with the fact that he's just a skilled offensive player all around, kind of a jack-of-all-trades he can create off the dribble. He's a decent playmaker. I believe I heard on the broadcast tonight that he was a 35% three-point shooter last season, so he's got a good jump shot with him. Solid, not elite, but a good shooter, solid scorer. He gets out in transition, finishes at the rim, uh, does a lot of things well, maybe not anything elite on offense. Um, he has two brothers in the NBA. Uh, I actually thought he was the oldest. I didn't realize that Justin Holiday is a year older than him, but he's got the uh, Justin, the brother who's a year older, and Aaron, the brother who is younger, uh, both of whom play for the Indiana Pacers right now. Uh, and then finally, I just think Drew Holiday has a phenomenal name. Uh, Drew, J-R-U-E. It's kind of like Drew, but not quite the same sound. It, uh, I think some people call him Drew Holiday. It's Drew. Uh, sounds very similar. I just enjoy it. I think it's fun. I think it's great. One of the best names in the NBA. Uh, anyway, so moving on. Uh, like I said in the intro, this was a 122-121 to 121 defeat for the Milwaukee Bucks at the hands of the Boston Celtics. Full disclosure, I am a Celtics fan. Uh, I tried to choose a player that was going to be in this game that was not a Celtics player, uh, so that I wasn't too much of a homer, and I chose Drew Holiday in particular because he is the new shiny addition, new toy for Giannis Antetokounmpo to play with uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. They recently acquired him about a month ago for pretty much their future. They're mortgaging all of those first-round draft picks as well as a few players to get Drew Holiday and try to make that big three in Milwaukee with Drew Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. Uh, It did not win them the game tonight, but I think that big three is going to really pay dividends. I think it's got a shot. Uh, I mean, those three players are all elite defenders and all capable offensive players. It's really an incredible three-man group to put together. Uh, And they've got other players on the team who can contribute as well. Uh, So I wanted to see how he fit in, how his first game with the Milwaukee Bucks went. I wanted to keep an eye on him. Um, And it was a really fun matchup, uh, which I'll get to here in a little bit. Uh, His final stat line, 38 minutes. No one else in the game played more than that. A few other players played 38 minutes as well, but he played quite a bit. He did not get a huge rest in this game. He scored 25 points on 10 for 16 shooting. He made one of his four attempts from deep made all four shots of the foul line, had six rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block, and three turnovers. So he really kind of filled up the box score, for better or worse, in this game. Um, So going into 
let's just go over what happened in this game. It was a really back-and-forth affair until the early mid part of the third quarter where the Celtics really kind of took the game, uh, got a pretty big lead. Uh, as they've done in the past, they gave up that lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, it went back and forth. Milwaukee took the lead. Uh, I will get to how they took the lead. And then Jason Tatum, with four-tenths of a second left, <laughs> he got very lucky, is what he did. He banked in a long three over Giannis Antetokounmpo with four-tenths of a second left to take the 122-120 to lead. Uh, and then what I, uh, my own Celtics fan bias aside, thought was a pretty bad call. Uh, Giannis was afforded two free throws that could potentially send the game to overtime. He made the first, he missed the second coming up pretty short, and that was the end of the game. Milwaukee lost by a point. So uh, one of the more fascinating things about this matchup, Holiday was guarding Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart was guarding Holiday for the majority of the game. Most of the minutes where one was on the floor, so was the other. Smart also played 38 minutes in this game. There were only a couple of minutes that Holiday played when he was not guarding Smart as the primary defender. And these two guys, uh, kind of similar players, not the same offensively at all, not quite the same defensively either, but um, just from a general perspective, these are two of the best, if not the two best defensive guards in the NBA right now. And uh, on offense, they're both capable, but they really make their money. Their calling card is on defense. Um, so watching them on each other was very interesting. Uh, by my count, neither scored on the other. And we'll talk more about that as I go and break it down. Uh, defensively, Drew Holiday seemed to have the most success when he was guarding Smart. Uh, it may have partially been because Tatum and Brown are better offensive options than Smart. Uh, but I also think it's due to the ability that he had to get set in on defense. Uh, as Smart's primary defender, when he really was in a set defense and got to match up with Smart, he had a lot of success. He played great on-ball defense when they were able to do that. Uh, when he struggled defensively, was on switches and in transition, which, I mean, those are two of the tougher places to play defense. That makes sense. Um, he had to scramble a little bit more in these areas, committed a couple of fouls in these situations on switches and in transition, and the only two times I saw him actually have a basket scored on him was a layup by Jalen Brown, where uh, he wasn't totally sure who he should be on. I think that was like quasi-transition, uh, where he eventually found Brown, but Brown was able to drive by on him. And a three-pointer from Jason Tatum, where I believe he had already switched on to Tatum, and then there was another screen where Tatum lost him and had enough room to hit that three. Uh, he held Smart without a field goal. Uh, so I know for a fact Marcus Smart did not score on him because Marcus Smart was zero for three from the floor in this game. Um, slowed Teague down when he was the... or slowed Smart down when he was the primary defender there. Um, interestingly, on offense, uh, it, he really mirrored himself on defense. He thrived offensively when he was able to get out in transition or when he was able to attack switches and mismatches when the defense was scrambling a little bit. I don't believe he ever scored on Marcus Smart. Uh, he scored three layups in transition, uh, two of them early in the first quarter. Uh, he scored on Jalen Brown and Daniel Tice multiple times, as well as Jeff Teague and Shimmy Ojale. Um, Brown, Tice, and Ojale especially are all known as good defenders. Uh, 
Jalen Brown, when he got Jalen Brown on a switch, he drove on him. He was very aggressive in really all of these situations, getting to the rim and scoring layups when Brown switched on to him. Um, as for Tice, he really used – it was just really cerebral watching him play because it was like he wanted to use his speed to his advantage, but he never really got to the rim on Tice. He was just able to use the space that he was able to create – um, Tice was probably prepared to go to the rim and try to defend that way. And he was able to shoot over him, whether it was a three later in the game or something kind of in the lane or in the mid range. Uh, he tried to do the exact same thing on Tristan Thompson. The one time Tristan Thompson switched on to him, but was actually able to defend pretty well, uh, or sorry, did not make that shot, but tried to do the same thing there. Uh, Shimmy Ojale, he just <laughs> that was a tough one. I think Ojale actually played pretty good defense, but he hit him with a little stutter move, got just enough space to hit a mid-range shot right over him. That was one of his tougher baskets of the night that he made. And then um, Jeff Teague, he felt like he had a little bit of a size advantage, although Holiday isn't that big of a player. Um, Teague is smaller, and he immediately backed him down to the post and hit a turnaround on him. So um, it was in a lot of different ways. But he really attached, attacked those mismatches and switches. It was very aggressive in those scenarios. He was not nearly as aggressive when Smart was guarding him. Uh, Smart did a pretty good job on him. So both of them played very good defense in this game, I thought. Um, but really, that was the two ways that he scored. It was either in transition or off of a switch. He didn't have any other natural half-court points in this game that I saw. Uh, so... Another thing that I noticed, uh, probably a pretty commonplace thing, but it did stand out to me. The Bucks essentially used an, anyone but Brooke Lopez to bring the ball up the court. So sometimes it was Giannis, sometimes it was Holiday, sometimes it was Middleton, uh, sometimes it was Dante DiVincenzo. It was really just a point guard by committee there. They were willing to let Holiday bring the ball up the court, but I don't think they had a nominal point guard necessarily. Uh, and then one of the things that I wrote down during the game if in a theoretical playoff matchup, these two teams play each other, is Holiday actually going to be guarding Marcus Smart? And I think uh, while it could be something like in game one, yes, he's guarding Marcus Smart, or maybe the third option, maybe he's guarding Kimba Walker. Uh, I do think that's an adjustment that Budenholzer, Budenholzer will have to consider. Uh, and at, this was evidenced by the last defensive possession of the game for the Milwaukee Bucks. So that possession where Jason Tatum banked in that three that proved to be the game winner. Holiday lined up on Jalen Brown, who had a very good offensive night for all of his defensive shortcomings in this game. Uh, so I think they clearly decided, okay, even though you've been on smart all game, we want you on Jalen Brown. We're going to put Giannis on Tatum and try to slow these two guys down that have really been killing us tonight. Uh, and then on the final offensive possession, they kind of messed around with this a little bit. Uh, they It looked like Giannis was going to inbound it with four-tenths of a second left. Bud called timeout. And then Holiday was the one inbounding on that, what I thought was a dubious foul call. Uh, and then, yeah, so my overall impression here, I thought uh, he looked good. He was a minus in the box score, I believe, but that, I think, was more indicative of how the game went. Boston controlled the game, especially in the third quarter, for a chunk of this. Uh, I thought he looked good, not necessarily a superstar, but again, I don't think that's what they need him to be. That big three that they've assembled is a great defensive group, and I thought he played great defense today. 
And on offense, he can be a complimentary piece. He and Chris Middleton might be like a 2A, 2B combination there. One night could be one, another could be the other. Uh, whereas Giannis is probably going to be the focal point on a lot of plays. Not all of them, but uh, Giannis is their first option. Or he should be anyway. He's a really elite talent. Uh, and then offensively, he scored 25 points, so it feels weird for me to be nitpicking him on here. But I just thought he really fit into their system, and I think they're going to find more creative ways to use him. Um, he only made one or two cuts off the ball that I thought were particularly impressive. Uh, on his rebounds, he had six rebounds, but I really felt like those were just... I don't think he necessarily boxed out. I don't think there were hustle rebounds. I think they kind of just fell to him, which that's not necessarily a criticism of him. I mean, someone's going to get those rebounds. He had six of them. That's not a negative by any means. I just didn't think that that was something that he was actively doing well. Uh, same thing with his assists. I didn't think he made any uh, talented, creative, difficult passes, but I did feel like he was consistently making the right pass for most of the night. Uh, he had the three turnovers. He was not flawless in this game by any means. Uh, but for the most part, he seemed comfortable in the offense already. He had a couple of weird decisions, but he attacked those switches very well. He knew when to pick and choose his time. Uh, and otherwise, in the flow of the half-court offense, he really kept the ball moving, made the pass to the open guy. Um, I mean, not everyone can get three assists in an NBA game, so he did well in that aspect. Didn't flash anything major to me, but did a fine job there. Uh, so overall, fairly impressed. I think he is going to be something that this group could really use. Uh, and Milwaukee, they've had so much regular season success in the last two years and not so much playoff success to show for it. I think he could help this team kind of flip that. Maybe they aren't going to be that elite, borderline historic uh, regular season team that they have been in the last couple of years, but maybe they do have a better chance of doing something in the playoffs when they shrink those minutes like I said, he played 38 tonight. He's probably going to play more in the playoffs in close games, or at least I would hope so. That's been a big criticism of Budenholzer there. Uh, but w between his defense and the way I think he can fit in this offense and how this was, again, his first game with the team, I think he's going to really contribute. And they are my favorite to come out of the East. And I think I would give them a shot in the finals for sure, whether they're playing the Lakers or some other team that comes out of the West. They're my favorite in the East right now. Uh, so that's how I felt about him. Not necessarily a superstar, but he's only been an all-star one time in his career anyway. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for a really dependable guy. And if, I mean, if you can have a guy play great defense and score 25 points in his first game with a new team while he's not the primary focus on the offense, that's great. Uh, so overall, pretty good impression. Uh, that's how I felt about Drew Holiday. And finally, uh, let's just give a shout out here, like I did in the last episode, to someone that I noticed throughout the course of the game, even though I was spotlighting Holiday today. Um, of course, it could go to Giannis. He had a pretty good game. He still is just a terrifying human being and a terrifying player. Uh, specifically for him, it just seems like he has so much that he can improve. He seems so raw still after... This again, he's a back-to-back -back MVP winner. Like he is a reigning two-time MVP of the entire league, and I feel disappointed when he has. I think it was thirty-five points, uh, ten rebounds, or something along those lines. Uh, great defense again, uh, defensive player of the year last year too. Just 
lots of room to improve. So I'm not picking Giannis here. Could have picked Jalen Brown. I said he had a great offensive game. Could have picked Jason Tatum. He had the game winner. But I'm going to go with Jeff Teague. Uh, he looks like he could be a big addition for the Celtics. That was kind of a hmm kind of move when they acquired him. But uh, Kimball Walker looks like he's going to miss at least a month. And Teague came in and I thought looked really good. He surprised me. He did not start in this game, uh, but he scored 19 points. He had four assists, zero turnovers. And he hit, maybe most importantly and definitely most mesmerizingly and noticeably to me, all four of his three-point attempts. Uh, And he was a plus eight in the box score. I think he did absolutely contribute to the Celtics winning in this game. So shout out to you, Jeff Teague. And uh, well done, Drew Holiday. Thank you all. So... Uh, as I said in the intro here, we, I recorded this on Christmas Eve, Eve. So everyone have a wonderful rest of your holiday season and please, please stay safe out there. It's crazy. Have a good one. Take care.